us to know him, how he thinks, and how he feels even. So let's acknowledge him and find out how we can do that. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you are preparing us for your return. And you want us to know you. You want us to know how you're feeling and what you're thinking. And we want to know. We just love you and praise you that you want us to know that you care so much for us. We give you all the glory in your name. And that's what he told me today when I asked him what he wanted me to do, what he wanted me to share with you. And he wants me to share with you how you can know what he's thinking, what he's feeling, even what he's thinking about you. Wouldn't that be cool if you didn't have to wait till that day to stand before him? to know what he's thinking about you, to know what he's going to say, but to already know it ahead of time. And he wants that. And that's why when you ask his spirit, ask him to come and live on the inside of you, his spirit comes. And then you can have his mind, his thoughts. He shares them with you. And it tells us that in 1 Corinthians, let's see, where am I? 1 Corinthians 2.16, for who has known or understood the mind, the counsels, and purposes of the Lord, so as to guide, instruct him, and give him knowledge. But we have the mind of Christ, the Messiah, and we do hold the thoughts and feelings and purposes of his heart. I was in heaven sitting across from him at the banquet table, and we never talked physically. He didn't open his mouth. I didn't open my mouth. But I knew what he was thinking, and of course, he knew what I was thinking. Just like here, when I sit with him, I know what he's thinking. He knows what I'm thinking. And so I have the mind of Christ. So often he reminds me of that when I'm asking him a question. And I'm thinking, oh, maybe that's just me. And then he brings me to this place. And he said, you have the mind of Christ. You know what I'm thinking and you know what I'm feeling. So what's happening when we have the mind of Christ is we have his wisdom. He's telling us things to come. We know what he's thinking. And you don't have to wait till that day when you stand before him to know what he's thinking about you. He can correct you now. He can show you now where you're missing it. No man can do that. No man can tell you what Jesus is thinking. His thoughts are your thoughts. When you are seeking after him, you're going to know his thoughts. You're going to know what he's thinking. You're going to know that. Um, He knows that sin that you have, and you're going to know how to deal with that sin. He's going to help you. He's going to set you free. He's going to instruct you, just like we read. Um, Verse 8, or verse 6, I'm going to read. But when we are among the full-grown, the spiritually mature Christians who are ripe in understanding, we do impart a higher wisdom, the knowledge of the divine plan previously hidden, but is indeed not a wisdom of this present age or of this world, nor the leaders and the rulers of this age who are being brought to nothing and are doomed to pass away. But rather, we are setting forth a wisdom of God once hidden from human understanding and now revealed to us by God that wisdom which God devised and decreased, de- decreed before the ages of our glorification to lift us into the glory of his presence. None of the rulers of this age would have perceived and recognized and understood this, for if they had, they would have never crucified the Lord of glory. But on the contrary, as scripture says, what eye has not seen and ear has not heard, 
and has not entered into the heart of man, all that God has prepared and made and keeps ready for those who love him, who hold him in affectionate reverence, promptly obeying him and gratefully recognizing the benefits he has bestowed. And this is a verse we read. Yet to us, God has unveiled, yet to us, God has unveiled and revealed them by through a spirit, through the Holy Spirit, who searches diligently, exploring and examining everything, even the sounding, profound, and bottomless things of God, the divine counsels, and things hidden beyond man's scrutiny. For what person perceives and knows and understands what passes through a man's thoughts except the man's own spirit within him? Just so no one discerns and comes to know and comprehend the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have not received the Spirit that belongs to the world, but the Holy Spirit who is from God giving to us that we might realize and comprehend and appreciate the gifts of the divine favor and blessing so freely and lavishly bestowed upon us by God. And verse 13, and we are setting these truths forth in words, not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Holy Spirit, combining and interpreting spiritual truths with spiritual language to those who possess the Holy Spirit. The natural non-spiritual man does not accept or welcome or admit into his heart the gifts and teaching and revelations of the Spirit of God, for they have folly, meaningless nonsense to him, and he is incapable of knowing them, of progressively recognizing, understanding, and becoming better acquainted with them because they are spiritually discerned and estimated and appreciated. But the spiritual man tries all things examines, investigates, inquires into questions, and discerns all things, yet is himself to be put on trial and judged by no one. He can read the meaning of everything, but no one can, proper, but no one can properly discern or appraise or get an insight into him. For who has known or understood the mind, the counsel and purposes of the Lord, as to guide and instruct him and give him knowledge? But we have the mind of Christ, the Messiah, and do hold the thoughts and feelings and purposes of his heart. And so that's why people are are so lost and they don't understand, because they haven't received God. They haven't accepted his spirit to come and live on the inside of them so they can know the purposes of a heart his heart and how he feels and in things to come and, and having his wisdom that we can't understand without him. And so this is what God wants you to understand. When you ask him to come and live on the inside of you, he is going to gift you with revelation knowledge. He's going to gift you with discernment. He, he is going to show you who he is, how he's feeling, what he's thinking, and whether you're ready to enter into the kingdom of heaven with him. He's going to show you things to come. He's going to show you that thing that he gifted you with to do his work. You're going to have his mind. As I said, sitting at the table with him, I sat across the table with him, and I knew what he was thinking, what he allowed me to think, that is, what he allowed me to know what he was thinking. I knew I didn't know everything he was thinking, but I knew he knew everything I was thinking. One thing I want to share with you, I don't know if you heard the whole story, but I was sitting across the table from him. Knowing that I made it to heaven, I saw my dress on the way in. And I was wondering how it looked on me. 
And all of a sudden, he showed me myself in the dress, how it looked on me. And of course, it looked beautiful. And I knew he was thinking I was beautiful. And it was so awesome to hear him think good things of me. And when you hear him think those good things of you, there's nothing better. There's nothing better than sitting in the presence of someone who loves you more than anyone else and even knows your thoughts, your feelings, and um, your flaws, and still he loves you, and you can hear him thinking that. It's so awesome to just sit with him and feel his presence, his love for you. There's nothing, nothing, nothing better than that. He is totally in love with you. And the other thing I want to mention, you know, sometimes things happen in our lives and we don't know why. And he gives you that discernment. Sometimes I'm just thinking, just like I was wondering about the dress. Sometimes I'm just thinking, why did this happen? I didn't even have to ask him. And he tells me. I have his wisdom. I have his revelation knowledge. I know when he's sad when he shows it to me. And he shows me all the time that he's sad, that we don't know him, that he's coming and we're not ready. So if you're ever wondering where I got that from, if you didn't understand that I knew how he was feeling, it's because he showed me. I have the mind of Christ because I seek after him. I love him. And so he not only knows how I feel, but he shares with me how he feels. He shares with me his sadness and how much he loves all of us. He shares shares with me how much he loves you. You know, when I first started doing his work for him, I didn't have a love for others like he did. But he showed me that to love him with all my heart, all my soul, and all my mind is I had to care about what he cared about. And so I got to the place where I do. I care about what he cares about. He finally got me to the place where I care about you. Enough to put other things aside just to do this so he can tell you what he's thinking and what he's feeling until you get to that place where you know what he's thinking and what he's feeling. And not only that, it's cool when we can all gather together and already know. Um, what he's thinking and feeling, and know what the other person um, was blessed with to know what he's thinking and feeling. Just like we're all sitting among him. That's how it was at the banquet table. We were all sitting among him. And there wasn't things said, but like I said, I knew what he was thinking. And he was just looking at me and looking at me, and I was looking at him. and. He was looking at me like um, I was that important to him, as important to um, as he was to me. I just couldn't stop staring at him, is what I'm trying to say. And he didn't stop staring at me. I knew that he loved me so much more than I knew before I saw him. But I also had the same love feelings on the earth that I had while I sat with him. So the difference was actually seeing that look in his eyes. And even his head tilted a little bit at me with the compassion that he has. And he shared so much with me and those others at the table. So we all sat together with Jesus. And I knew that we were going to get together again and reminisce um, 
about what we all went through on the earth and and the overcoming that we did to get where we were sitting across the table from Jesus. And of course, we can't get there on our own. Of course, he made it so we can get there. And it's because we know what he's thinking. We know the mind of Christ. We have to know what he's thinking in order to get to that place. And so many people don't know him, and they don't know what he's thinking, and they don't take that time, but they just think they're going to be okay. And then when they stand before him that day, that's going to be the first time they really know what he is thinking because they pushed him away. It's easy to push somebody away. If you don't like what someone's thinking, you push them away. And so he, the Bible does say that we know God. He's made himself real to us. But there's such a thing as just pushing away. What you know is right to do, but you don't want to do it, so you push it away. And so he's not going to force himself on you, but he wants you to know ahead of time where you're at and the things you need to do to change and how you can assist him in preparing the way for him and bringing others into the kingdom. And the peace that he can give you you can't get it anywhere else. And you want that. You want to, to sit in his presence. You want to feel what he's feeling and know what he's thinking. And be sure that on that day, when you stand before him, that it's going to be the same as you were sitting there with him that morning. And you'll probably even have an inkling of the soonness of the, the time frame that he's coming. You're going to know he's coming quickly, and you're going to know you need to hurry and get things accomplished. You're going to be able to watch and pray because you're going to know that he's there. You're going to know what he's thinking and how he's feeling. So if you never asked Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, now is the time to do that. His spirit will come and live on the inside of you. He said when you call on his name that he's going to be there, but you have to mean it. You know, so many people just say a prayer, not intending or even understanding that it's a relationship and that they just think that's going to bring them to heaven. And that isn't the way it works. It's a relationship. You have to come in agreement with him. And part of the reason he's telling you what he thinks and how he feels, he's telling you things to come so you can understand that you have to be in agreement with him. And, you know, sometimes it's a little hard to agree with him. But when you just share your thoughts and feelings, he helps you to come to that place to know that what he wants you to do is actually really, really good for you. And he's trying to set you free. So if you never asked him to come and live on the inside of you, I'd love to say that prayer with you. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you love us so much that you gave your life for us. And we believe that you were raised from the dead so that we could have eternal life. We thank you that when we, we are sincere and we ask you to come and live on the inside of us, you will. You said you're already knocking at the door of our heart. And if we're willing to heed your voice, you're going to come and live on the inside of us. And then we're going to know what you're thinking and how you're feeling. And we're, we're going to be able to discern and know We're going to have your wisdom and revelation. We're going to have your mind. You're going to allow us to have your mind, to know what you're thinking. 
to have the mind of Christ. What an amazing thing that you've done for us. And we receive it. And we love you and praise you and give you all the glory. Thank you, Jesus. He's so amazing. He's so in love with you. I hope you said that prayer. And if you did, I'd love to know. I'd love to know. So now you can be ready for heaven if you've asked him to come live on the inside of you. And he's going to tell you things to come, whether you're ready or not, um, the things that you need to change. He's going to he's going to confront you with the wrong that you're doing. And that's a good thing. He corrects those he loves. He wants you to live with him for eternity. He's in love with you. He doesn't want you to go to hell. And many are going to go to hell because they won't submit to him. They don't love him. They want nothing to do with him. And you don't want to be that person. You want to get to know him so you can fall in love with him and live with him forever. So thank you so much for listening today, and God bless you.